Traversing the fields of geekdom. How about you? Uh, it... Climbing the mountain of pop culture. Who wants to play video games? Oh. And defeating the dark lord of social media. It's The Geek Show on 1470 and 100.3 WMBD. All right, welcome to The Geek Show. I am your host, Corey Wara. If this is your first time to The Geek Show, welcome. The Geek Show is a show where we take a break from all the news, all the yelling, all the screaming, and we talk about some fun stuff, video games, movies, TV shows, a little bit of everything. The Geek Show is brought to you by Mega Replay, Peoria's best place to buy, sell, and trade movies, music, video games, video game systems, and electronics. You can visit them at the Metro Center or on Facebook. Mega Selection, Mega Savings, Mega Replay. And yes, before we talk about what's going to happen on the show today, a little housekeeping uh, next week, there is no Geek Show because of the Bradley basketball game. So I will see you guys in two weeks after today. But for right now, we have a jam-packed Geek Show for you. I got the news of the week, Disney, Apple, uh, some... I got a stupid person of the week. A guy wins the stupid person of the week award on the Geek Show. Then we'll take a break, talk about uh, the movies of the week, Harley Quinn, obviously the big one, as we start very slowly tipping our feet into the pool of our summer blockbuster season of movies. Then we take a break and we get back after news. We talk about Corey's Tech Corner. I got some technology news. And then, of course, we end the show with the top five list of the week. I got trailers, I got viral videos, and I got a, a moment of respect for another radio icon. But for right now, let's get into the news. And let's start off with Disney, because Disney is doing some crazy things. They're, they just released their recent uh, streaming numbers with Disney+, Plus, and it was up in the 20 million, which is phenomenally good. Disney is probably very happy with that. They also announced this year that the Falcon and Winter Soldier show will debut in August and that the WandaVision show will premiere in December of 2020. There was a cool little tease for the shows in the Super Bowl. I don't know if you caught it, but you can look it up online. Uh, they look really interesting, especially WandaVision. I'm really, really excited for it just because it looks so different than a Marvel, what you would expect from a Marvel show. And then they also announced that The Mandalorian Season 2 will be released in October, which is great. That is a great series. I've had a lot of fun with that show. I finally finished uh, Season 1 of that show over Christmas break, which was a month ago, and it was really, really good. I highly recommend it. Star Wars needs to be more TV shows. My only complaint was it that some of the costumes were kind of, they look bad, but... It was their first time making a TV show with Star Wars. I give them props. It was really, really good. Okay, the stupid person of the week. We have, uh, what is it about videos and YouTube and viral sensations that make us do stupid things? We had, what, there was the, the, the pepper challenge years ago, then we had the Tide Pod challenge. Well, a Canadian man decided that when he got on his flight from Toronto to Jamaica, that he would stand up and say, hey, I've been to China recently and I don't feel good, which caused the entire plane to turn around, go back to Canada, and uh, they tested him. Clearly, he didn't have it, and now he's been arrested. No word on if he'll get any jail time, but he was charged with, what was it, mischief and a breach of uh, recogni recognition and is scheduled to appear in court on March 9th. So, stupid person of the week. We do incredibly stupid things to get attention online. And the fact that he did this, 
and had turned around a plane of 200 and some guests, 243 passengers, had to be turned around and go back to Canada because of this one guy who decided to do a stupid thing. He said he calls himself an artist, and he said that, hey, any self-promotion, any promotion, even negative, is good. So I'm not even going to reveal the guy's name because he doesn't deserve promotion. That was a stupid thing, and he probably ticked off 243 people just trying to live their lives. Ugh, we do such stupid things for uh, celebrity status, and it's not even celebrity status. It's like two seconds of fame and you're gone. Uh, speaking of stupid people, uh, two women decided to set up a raffling racket on Facebook. So two women had a very solid plan to make money uh, in Pennsylvania, but they didn't really look into the Pennsylvania gambling laws. So Brittany Winnings and Tiffany Dupes uh, of Pennsylvania made a collective $81,000 in PayPal PIDs over the course of two months last summer via their Bid, Win, Save Facebook page. So what they did was they set up a page and they gave away these huge prizes. And they said, uh, all you have to do is set in a set amount of money. And once a certain amount of people sign up, boom, you're saved. And then the money is collected. And then they spin a roulette wheel and whoever wins it wins that prize. And so you're paying money for to win a chance to win this raffle. Uh, but it turns out they were keeping all that money themselves. Uh, and they ended up, what, where was it? Yeah, for each post they did in a two-month period, they would make about 40 to $60 per post because people would uh, sign up to do it. They're giving away electronics, furniture, kitchen supplies, tools, and even, and I'm not joking, heating oil. Uh, sadly, it was taken down uh, after 2,000 members were able to uh, get connected with that page. Uh, where was the, the crazy part to me is, if found guilty on all counts, they could face up to 15 years in prison and fines of $30,000. That is insane. I feel like murderers get off less than 15 years. Of course, that's if they get the full charges, but uh, never good to scam people online, as we're learning all the time on The Geek Show. This one's very interesting. Ford, the car company, is doing something Really, really cool. Each year, there are about 2,000 bicycle riders that are killed on European roads based on the EU Commission's traffic safety basic facts. But Ford may have a solution. As part, they are working in partnership with a group called Share the Road Campaign. The vehicle maker has des designed and created a prototype emoji jacket. And here's what they say, and I, I got to give it to them. It actually makes sense. So according to the guy who created it, Professor Neil Kahn, he said this jacket allows riders to express their feelings and create an important emotional link between them and other road users. This one-of-a-kind creation was designed to show how tensions can be eased by enabling riders to more easily and more clearly show drivers their intentions are and how they are feeling. So without a doubt, when you're driving, uh, there is anger problems that people can have. If you get in the way, if you see a bicycle, you can make people angry. And when people get angry, they do stupid things like follow you for several blocks, yell at you, get out of your car, knock on your window. This is trying to say, hey, you, this is like a jacket that's a reminder to drivers. Hey, there's a person up front. Uh, they... They don't know what you're mad about. They don't know what you're going to do. Obviously, everyone's in a hurry, but hey, maybe you should think twice before you do anything that could potentially hurt someone. I think that's a 
great, great way to fight this. And it leads me to think that if this works, we're going to be seeing emojis on cars soon. Because without a doubt, if we can do that and have cars have smiley faces and whatnot, or like a, hey, sorry, then I think things would calm down a little bit. We're just too too angry in the cars. Uh, speaking of awesome technology, Alexa is doing something very interesting in the great state of Canada. Is that a state? No, that's a country. Uh, but KFC Canada has introduced a new Amazon electric skill that allows customers to talk to, and I'm not joking, Colonel Sanders. So they have partnered up with an AI firm and with Amazon to create the iconic voice of the KFC founder, Colonel Sanders. With it, you can talk to him about chicken-related things, about anything, really. And you can also uh, order chicken that will be delivered to your home. Because there's nothing that says, I'm a great and interesting person, than sitting at home eating a bucket of chicken and talking to a AI-controlled robot of the colonel. <laughs> it's really, really weird. Uh, another piece of streaming news, Apple. Apple is having a really, really rough time right now in the streaming market. Apple TV was kind of a fail, and they're very, they had to fire their main guy. I think it was like, what, two weeks out after it launched, and then they brought in someone else from HBO to help revamp their new shows. And because of that, things are slowing down. But they also have another issue. There is another subscription service that Apple tried to push, and we talked about it on here, called Apple News Plus. And with it, it partnered up with over 300 magazines and newspapers. You could pay the subscription, and you have access to all of them. Well, it's not working. In fact, uh, it's not working so much that, oh, by the way, it was $10 a month to do this. Uh, they have fired their main head person that was in charge of this, Liz uh, Schmel, I believe is his name, and... Uh, Bloomberg is reporting that the company is searching for a very experienced publishing head because their numbers are low. What's really interesting is it is nearly impossible to track numbers, and we have to just trust what companies say because they are very protective on their numbers. They don't want it like Netflix doesn't want to tell people they're losing people all the time. But uh, the fact that they hired they fired the main guy that means that that is not doing well at all. I personally have no interest in that. Or with Apple TV, there's not enough new stuff out there to get me interested. And then also, um, uh, they have uh, Apple Arcade, which I do use, and I love it. It is a service where you have access to over, I think it's like over 100 games on your iPad at any time. It's great. I think it's a couple bucks a month. I've been having a lot of fun with it. Um, before we hit into some smaller news here, uh, we got to pay respects to the great actor Kirk Douglas, who passed away after 103. I don't know much about him, so I'm not going to go through all of his movies, but uh, from what I was told, he was the definition of Hollywood and the definition of being an actor uh, back in his time. I, of course, know him in relation to his son, um, not Kurt Douglas, uh, Michael Douglas. And, yeah, so it, it's sad to always lose another uh, Hollywood icon. Now let's hit some smaller news. First, we got Hamilton, and I'm not joking. Hamilton the movie, and okay. First, I gotta I gotta say this up front because there was so much misconception out there out of these headlines. People started posting online saying, "Oh, the Hamilton movie starring the original Broadway cast is coming out. Awesome!" Well, kind of. And by Hamilton movie, 
they are referring to that before the show started on Broadway, they filmed the entire stage play and with the original cast, and that is what Disney bought for $75 million. Disney is stupid rich. They can throw money around, and they've bought the rights to that movie for $75 million, and they're going to put it out in theaters in 2021. So if you haven't seen Hamilton Live but you really want to see just what all the hype is about, you can now go to movie theaters starting in October of next year and see Hamilton, which is kind of cool. I actually saw Hamilton live in Chicago. It was one of the greatest things I've ever seen live on Broadway. The music is great. The choreography is just outstanding. But $75 million is insane. But when you think about it, we have, what, 25 million people uh, on their Disney Plus subscription, and let's say they get the $10 package, that's $250 million right there. They can buy three or four Hamiltons just based on that. Uh, interesting rumor, The Uncut Gems, which is a movie starring Adam Sandler that's been getting a lot of Oscar talk. Uh, the directors of that movie have been approached to make a Pee Wee Herman reboot movie. I'm not joking. And in this movie, it would be a very dark take on Pee Wee Herman. It would star Paul Rubin, and it would be about Pee Wee Herman rising up in the Hollywood uh, arena and then falling due to alcohol and drugs and then trying to find a way back, I guess. I'm not joking, you guys. A Pee Wee Herman movie that involves drugs and alcohol. It's really, really weird. Uh, Matilda the Musical, speaking of other musicals, uh, according to THR, Sony Pictures and Netflix will team up for an adaptation of the 2010 Broadway musical based on Randall's Matilda. I really like this musical. I've listened to some of the great uh, music that has come from it, and I'm excited. I like when musicals are turned into movies because it's just an opportunity for people to see what a lot of people can't afford. Uh, speaking of, continuing on with musicals, Little Shops of Horror, uh, Full Circle Cinema reports that Taron Egerton, who played, uh, oh, what's the piano man, uh, Elton John in the movie about Elton John's life, is up for the role of Seymour, and reports are that Scarlett Johansson has been offered the role of Audrey, opposite of Bill Porter, who will voice Audrey 2. I know nothing about this musical, so I don't know who Audrey and Audrey 2 is, but I'd be very interested to see um, this movie when it comes out. Um, next up is The Uncanny. Deadline reports that Bella Thorne will star in The Uncanny, uh, brought to us by the Braid Director, where every citizen is implanted with a chip capable of controlling everything from emotions to directions until a routine update backfires, causing a cyber apocalypse wiping out most of humanity, five strangers miraculously survive, and they're now forced to live hidden in a bunker with their implants ripped from their spines. That'll be very interesting. This one makes me excited. Uh, the Disney Insider reports that Rick Moranis is currently in early talks to reprise his role in the Honey, I Shrunk the Kids reboot. The alleged synopsis is uh, that the character is kind of uh, become a, a shut-in in his house grieving over the death of his wife. It's kind of a dark take, but the fact that they're in talks with Rick Moranis, he has stepped out of the light for a very long time in uh, Hollywood. He's done a few voicing, but nothing on film. And I guess if there's anything, Disney can get him to come back out of retirement because uh, uh, Disney has money, without a doubt. 
Indiana Jones 5, speaking to uh, BBC, Catherine Kennedy, who controls a lot of the movie aspects of the Disney World, promises that Harrison Ford is indeed up for the next Indiana Jones film, which is not a reboot. Ugh, more Indiana Jones. And finally, uh, Peter Pan, according to a new rumor, uh, Joaquin Phoenix has been offered a role of Captain Hook in Disney's live-action remake of Peter Pan, because we're going to continue that live action remake uh that disney is just obsessed with and with that you guys we're going to take a break when we get back we're going to talk about movies this is the geek show on 1470 and 100.3 wmbd welcome back to the geek show i'm your host Corey wara we got to move fast because i talked way too long in the first segment so let's head on down to Landmark Cinemas as we talk about the latest and the greatest in the movie land. Uh, this week we got two movies. Let's start with the bad one. Well, not bad. It's getting good reviews. I don't know much about it because I'm not a horror guy. And I think this is a limited release. It might be a national release. It's called The Lodge. And The Lodge is your typical horror movie, but made by a indie director who does a lot of really good uh, horror movies. But it's about a woman who is married to a man, and that man had two children before her, and the man has to go on vacation. Uh, oh, by the way, they're in this giant mansion, and uh, so the man leaves, and she's stuck watching the kids. And what happens? Of course, a blizzard comes, and they're stuck in the house, and the kids might be crazy monsters. Ugh, it's always, why is it in horror movies? You always get stuck somewhere, and then that's when stuff bad stuff starts happening, but... I make fun of it, but the early reviews are great. It's at 79% in Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, the p- critics are saying it's more unsettling than scary, but that if you go, you'll have a good time if you like horror movies. But the big one, the winner of the week, has to go to Birds of Prey, which is DC Comics' new movie. You have Harley Quinn, the Huntress, uh, Black Canary, and then Ian McGregor is playing Black Mask. 88% in Rotten Tomatoes. People are saying it's just fun. It's not this thinker of a movie that makes you think about uh, uh what does it mean to be evil what does it mean to be good oh that moral dilemma no it's just a fun carnival ride full of highs full of lows but just fun in your face and that the actresses are all having so much fun during this film so uh first of all i should say uh clarify too this is an r-rated movie i actually didn't know that when i first saw all the trailers but it is in fact rated r so don't let your kids go see this unless uh, you allow your kids, then that's cool. But uh yeah, violence, all of that stuff. What's interesting about that movie is they are removing all mentions. Well, I think they mentioned the Joker, but they're not talking about Jared Leto at all. Jared Leto played the Joker in the Suicide Squad movie, and he was panned. Everybody hated him as the Joker, so they're kind of pushing him away. So it'll be interesting to see how this moves forward, if Jared Leto will be involved or not, he is now involved with Sony Pictures doing the uh, vampire movie in the Spider-Man universe. So, I don't know. That might be the last we see of Jared Leto in the DC Comics world for a little bit. Uh, quick on TV, uh, The Stranger, Ragnarok, 68 Whiskey, Star Trek Picard, and The Outsider are all doing fantastic. I, of course, cannot say enough good things about the show The Outsider on HBO based off of a Stephen King book. It is phenomenal. It is like a murder mystery as we try to figure out what the heck is happening. Really, really good. I don't want to spoil anything, so I'll keep the mystery. But if you know Stephen King, you know sometimes things get weird. Also, I got to give a shout out on HBO. There is a new documentary called McMillions, and it is fascinating. If you haven't heard of it, 
Go watch it. It is a six-part series, six or seven-part series, talking about a giant scam that happened where a man rigged the Monopoly game from McDonald's. And it is absolutely insane. I did a case study on it uh, in college for a marketing class. It is really, really interesting. So go check that out. And with that, you guys, I know that was fast, but we got to take a break. When we get back, we're going to go over Corey's Tech Corner. Welcome back to The Geek Show. I'm your host, Corey Wara. This is one of my favorite segments of the show. It's Corey's Tech Corner, the place where we talk about the latest and greatest in the technological world. And wow, I got a lot of stuff. First, I just got, I'm going to give myself like 30 to 60 seconds here. What the heck was going on with the Iowa Democratic Caucus? Come on. We have an app that we're putting out there, and then it fails miserably. I want technology to be used in elections if we can protect ourselves and if we can do it right. And this was just such a glorious failure on a uh, epic proportions. How did they not stress test that app to make sure that it worked on that night? And because of this, I'm now reading people are wanting to drop the app. And uh, it's just it, that that was a colossal mistake because I feel like technology can help elections if you're disabled or elderly or not able to make it to a polling station. Yes, using an app would be great, but we have to protect ourselves. And the fact that the uh, Iowa Democratic group was blaming the app, no, you got to blame everybody because nobody stress tests the thing. Nobody checked to make sure it was working. You can't say it was a coding error because it didn't fully send all the right information. No, you can't do that. You got to say, yeah, we messed up. We didn't really fully test this out, and this is our fault. We apologize. And then move on. But they didn't. They just royally <laughs> messed that up. Okay, that's my 60 seconds on that, because that was a big, big technology news of the week, and I just had to get that out because I ugh, was not happy with that. Uh, but let's hit some other ones. Some very interesting news. There was a patent that was filed by Dyson, which is the vacuum cleaner company. Now, first, before you get all excited, if you get excited for this, uh, know that patents most of the time don't actually come to fruition, they don't get made, and that it just it's there to protect themselves or if they have a good idea and they want to make sure no one steals it. Uh, they have a they want to get into the headphone business, but what's so special about their headphones is that it will have air purifiers built in. And their thinking behind it is that cities are terrible with air, and that if you wear these headphones, like when you're on the train in Chicago or walking around, you can purify the air as you walk. That's cool. That's really interesting technology-wise. Uh, my worry is that you're going to have those, not millennials, but like uh, those people, those snooty people who are like, oh, my headphones purify the air. I am so cool. It's like, no, you're just bought an expensive product that helps the air a little bit. I mean, it'd be really cool if this device legitimately helps, but obviously it's just in the patent stage. And it's cool that they're thinking outside of the box. I mean, I never would have thought, yeah. We bring headphones everywhere. Why not use it to do something outside of being able to hear music? But really cool. Uh, I'll be curious to see if we see that come to creation anytime soon. Uh, next up, we have uh, hackers. Okay. We have two big stories in the science world. Uh, the biggest one being um, the coronavirus. It's a terrible thing. It's starting to spread some weird stats coming out of it. The amount of video games that deal with... Uh, diseases have increased in the amount of people playing them recently and i was just watching uh some movies last week and it said hey extremely popular right now is the movie contagion 
we are really weird people when we go to uh, movies about deadly viruses when the virus outbreak is happening. But there is something going on in Japan right now that I think you should be aware of because I have a feeling this is going to start happening over here in the United States if this keeps going. And that is hackers are using the coronavirus and the fears that they get from people to send you a computer virus. So right now in Japan specifically, people are getting sent emails that say, hey, you need to check out this important information about the coronavirus. And they'll click it, and it will actually give you information on the coronavirus. But what they don't tell you is there's also a bug in it that is stealing your information. It's stealing your information on your phones and on your computer. So once again, just simple email etiquette. If you don't know who sent it to you, don't open it. Don't open attachments unless you for sure know who it is and who sent it to you because that stuff can mess up your computers and mess up your phones. Uh, YouTube. Okay, this one I'm going to talk about. Uh, there's no Geek Show next week because of the uh, Bradley basketball game, but I want to do a informational segment on this. There is a new uh, company. Well, not new. They've been around for a while. Clearview AI. And they are a facial recognition company, and they have been getting some huge flack this week. You might have heard them. Uh, CBS this morning did a really in-depth interview with the CEO. And they have a database full of pictures from the facial recognition. How did they get it? They get it by surfing around Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and collecting any faces they see on free uh, platforms like Twitter. So even if if your profile is set to private, you're fine. But if you're open and public and posting pictures, it will find it and connect it into their database. And the CEO has come out and said, well, yeah, I'm protected by the First Amendment. Uh, bye. You can't stop me. Uh, so I want to break this down a little more because this is a really important issue, really, really important, especially when you think about how much we give out uh, of our information freely. So we'll talk about that in the long run, but I just wanted to touch base with that because you might be hearing about it this week because YouTube has now uh, demanded that they stop using their videos. Twitter, Facebook also have uh, sent out cease and desist letters to them. Uh, do we still have time? Let's do a quick, uh, two quick ones. Uh, one is a new app. If you are a music player, which first of all, congrats. I've always wanted to play piano, but uh, I just could never do it. Uh, there is a really, really cool new app called StaffPad, and with this, you are able to write music. Apparently, it's really hard to write music. I don't know. But with this app, you are able to easily, just with a button, and a, you can have a, um, a stylus if you want, but you're able to easily create music. It is called uh, StaffPad. It is out on iPads now and Windows tablets. So if you like music or you know somebody who is, you might want to send them over to StaffPad and, uh, yeah, they can create some music. And finally, uh, there is a new company. Well, not new. They've been around for a little bit, but it's called Alphabet and they have a subsidiary called Jigsaw. And that company is now using, uh, detectors and they're teaming up with news outlets. And with these detectors, they are able with their AI to find out when a image has been manipulated and it will flag the picture for journalists so that when they're working on something, It'll flag it saying, hey, this probably was a manipulated image, so then they won't use it or they won't do a story about what might happen. That's cool. Without a doubt, we're going to be walking into a new world of fake information. We already have fake news stories, but we're going to be walking in soon to fake audio and to fake images because it's getting easier and easier to manipulate sound to make 
somebody sound like they're saying something when they actually didn't, and same with video and photos. So we'll have to keep an eye on that. That's it. We're going to take a break. When we get back, we're going to go over the top five list of the week. Welcome back to The Geek Show. I'm your host, Corey Wara. How's everyone doing today? The Geek Show is brought to you by Mega Replay, Peoria's best place to buy, sell, and trade movies, music, video games, video game systems, and electronics. You can visit them at the Metro Center or on Facebook. Mega Selection, Mega Savings, Mega Replay. And yes, it's the last part of the show. It's always the top five list of the week. Let's start off with a fun one. Number five. Number five. Number five goes to a trailer for a animated movie that stars yellow people. This summer, get ready for action. Bad guys. Snacks. More bad guys. Tidy whiteies. Explosions. Jet bikes. Nuns. Nunchucks. Auto. Auto's braces. Chest hair. Yoga. Pilots. A pet rock. Tupperware. Kung Fu. Get ready for the minions. Blah, blah, blah. Yes, that is the trailer for Minions, The Life of Gru. So in the uh, the Minions uh, timeline here, we have the Despicable Me movies on the farthest end of it, and the Minions movies are, take place before the Despicable Me movies. So now we're connecting them by having the Minions and the Life of Gru and seeing how Gru became who he was. Is that complicated for you? It's complicated for me. And my other thing with this trailer is that I think we have uh, Disney to blame for this. We started off with Baby Groot, but then we have the huge jump with Baby Yoda. And because of that, we have Baby uh, the Peanut Guy. We have Baby Groot. I think that babies are going to be the next big thing in pop culture, sadly. And it will all stem from Disney creating uh, Baby Yoda. But we'll have to wait and see. The animation looks gorgeous, as always. Uh, I don't know anything about these movies besides I saw Despicable Me 2, and I enjoyed it, but that's all I saw. I haven't seen the previous Minions movies, so I have a feeling families are going to like it. Is it going to be the most intellectual movie? No, but it's designed to uh, babysit your kids for an hour and a half or so. So definitely check it out. It's coming out later this year. The full trailer, that was the 32nd trailer that happened during the Super Bowl. But the full trailer is available now if you're interested. Number four. Number four. Number four goes to a video that makes me sick and kind of sad. More sad than sick. And, okay, so a quick recap. I think it was a week or two ago in the U.K. there was a shooting. Uh, the police shot a terrorist suspect, and uh, he later found out they were, he was wearing a fake bomb vest. But, anyway, that doesn't matter. The The thing that this video shows is a viral video that's been spreading around. A police officer goes into a restaurant in the U.K. and tells everyone, hey, there's an incident, you need to move right now, and, well, this happens. Sorry, guys, you're going to have to close. We've got to evacuate, I'm afraid. What? Everyone's going to have to go, I'm afraid. There's been a terrorist incident down there. We're closing everything down at the moment. Say again? Just give us half an hour, people just have to eat. Madam, a terrorist has been shot dead just down there. They've got a possible IED vest on them, which is a bomb. If you want to try and stay out for half an hour and you want to put people's lives in danger, then be my guest. If not, please listen to me. 
and please make your way out of the shop, turning that way and making your way from the area. Yes, I'm not joking, you guys. Are we so privileged now that we have to say, well, wait a second, can you wait 30 minutes before we evacuate? No, there's a terrorist incident. There's a potential bomb. We just shot someone. Get out. And to the respect of all the patrons in the restaurant, mostly everyone was getting up and slowly shuffling out the door, except for this one worker who wanted to wait another 30 minutes. Hey, hey, can you just hold off from uh, checking if it's a bomb for like 30 minutes or so while I finish up and get these people their meals? No! We evacuate, we come back, and then we continue on our day. It, it's not that hard, but obviously to this lady it was. I don't know why it's making me so angry. It's like, come on, people. The police do not need to waste their time trying to escort people out. Just say, hey, guys, can you can you move? We need to clear this place out. Yes, of course. We'll help you. We'll leave. And then he can go on doing his job, which is protecting us. Ugh. Number three. Number three goes to a new miniseries coming to HBO later this month, and it has one of my favorite genres in movies and all of pop culture, and that's alternate history. This is the plot against America. There are so many who don't trust him. And I'm going to do my best to convince them otherwise. There's a lot of hate out there, and he knows how to tap into it. Admittedly, Mr. Lindbergh made the statements grounded in anti-Semitic cliché, but it did so out of ignorance. This is how it starts. Since everywhere he goes, Hitler beats down and shoots the Jews, there may be a time when he comes here to America to beat down and shoot us. What will our president do then? We only think we're Americans. Maybe it's too early to leave, but it's not too early to have a backup plan. That is the trailer for The Plot Against America. One of my favorite genres in pop culture is alternate history and the question of, well, what if this happened? So what if Roosevelt didn't win a second term and this uh, very rich aviator guy came in and became president and watching that spiral out of control and see what happens. I love stuff like that, especially in like the World War II era. Uh, one of my favorite video games of all time is called Bioshock. And why it's so uh, such a favorite for me is because it it's an alternate history. Uh, it happens during World War II. And this guy decided he's going to take all the brilliant minds in the world and create a utopia under the sea. But slowly, that utopia starts to crumble. And I just love stuff like this. The Plot Against America on HBO. Number two. Number two. Number two goes to a piece of audio from a radio legend. Regardless of how you fall on this scale politically, uh, we have to give mass respect for this guy, especially going on his show to do this. Uh, Rush Limbaugh had a very important thing he wanted to talk about with his audience this week. But the upshot is that I have been diagnosed with advanced lung cancer. Diagnosis confirmed by two medical institutions back on January 20th. Uh, first realized something was wrong on my birthday weekend, January 12th. And I wish I didn't have to tell you this. And I thought about not telling anybody. I thought about trying to do this without anybody knowing because I don't like making things about me. But there are going to be days that I'm not going to be able to be here because I'm undergoing treatment or I'm reacting to treatment. Now, sadly, this has to be a controversial thing. Now, I, I will be upfront and say I don't personally believe a lot of Russia's uh, political views at all, and I don't listen to them at all. 
But as a person who's starting out in the radio industry, uh, I have such a massive respect for that guy because he started off in high school and he created, I think it was the last time I checked, like a $40 million empire. That doesn't happen very rarely in radio, very rarely at all. And what I love so much about his story is that a lot of people really like to bash radio and say, oh, well, podcasting and online radio is going to go away. No, if anything, Rush shows that the power of radio, because he still keeps going and he still keeps getting more and more listeners and doing that all via talking and sitting back. I always talk about how radio hosts are kind of like the pre-YouTubers, you know, selling your personality, talking about the things people want to talk about. And then doing it. And the fact that he started off, this young guy who said, I'm going to do it. He started off in a really tiny station, started talking, kept going, 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 and created this mega empire. Regardless on where you fall politically, we have to show respect for the guy. And it's incredibly sad that he has uh, this cancer that's taking over his lungs. Uh, Hopefully the treatment will help him. And our thoughts and prayers go out to him because without a doubt, he is a radio icon. Politically, I'll let you guys fight about that because we're not talking about uh, politics on this show. But uh, without a doubt, on the radio icon status, really, really high up. Here's number one. Number one. Number one goes to a long video. This is about uh, a little less than two minutes long, but it's an important one. Uh, Walking Phoenix, who is incredibly awkward in front of cl- crowds. I really like him because uh, he's socially awkward. I'm a little socially awkward. It especially put me in front of a crowd. It gets crazy. But he he fights through it. And when he's accepting award at the BAFTAs, which is a uh, Screen Actors Guild, but the UK edition, he won for Best Actor for the Joker. Uh, when he accepted it, he did a fantastic speech on diversity in films and the people behind the films. And I think it was really needed and really powerful. So take a listen to this. Baptists have always been very supportive of, of my career and I'm deeply appreciative. <clears throat> but I have to say that I also feel um, conflicted because so many of my fellow actors that are deserving don't have that same privilege. Uh, I think that we send a very clear message to people of color that you're not welcome here. Um, I think that's the message that we're sending people that have contributed uh, so much to our medium and our industry and in ways that we benefit from. Um, I don't think anybody wants a a handout or preferential treatment, although that's what we give ourselves every year. I think that people just want to be acknowledged and appreciated and respected for for their work. This is not a self-righteous condemnation because uh, I'm ashamed to say that I'm part of the problem. I have not uh, done everything in my power to ensure that the sets I work on are inclusive, Uh, but I think that it's more than just having sets that are multicultural. I think that um, we have to really do the the hard work to truly understand systemic racism. I think that it is the obligation of the people that have created and perpetuate and benefit from a system of oppression to be the ones that dismantle it. So that's on us. Yeah, so we're going to stay away from the whole political view. A lot of people are like, ah, it's just rich people complaining and liberals and uh, ignore all of that. I thought this was a fantastic speech because, it, without a doubt, and, and it has to do, I think, and spread to anything. 
uh, any issues that we all have that is happening in the workplace, we can do something about it. We can fix it. And we got to do that. We got to work together and realize that, hey, we need to look at other people's perspective and see, oh, maybe everybody's not having a fair shake in the workplace, this one being Hollywood. And without a doubt, there are tons and tons of stories about uh, unfair treatment to women, to the LGBT community, and to uh, people of color in the film industry. And I hope it will change. I think it will. I think it's just a slow process that we got to keep moving forward to. But I thought it was really good because Joaquin Phoenix, as I said before, is a very socially awkward guy. I'm a very socially awkward guy. And the fact that he was able to stand up in a front of a crowd and, and do that entire speech, obviously you heard him. He was very uh, nervous and scared about what he was doing. But you have to stand up and say what you want to say. That's one of the most important things I learned about radio is that uh, you need to be you when you uh, talk to people. You need to be you. You need to not create a fake persona to please people. You need to be you. And they either like it or you don't. And with that, you guys have a fantastic weekend. Go do something that you love to do, even if you've never tried it. Painting, uh, movie making, uh, Lego building. Go do something that you want to do and that you love. Have a fantastic weekend. This is The Geek Show on 1470 and 100.3 WMBD.